What is the purpose of everything? What's the point? What's the point? That is a bigger question than what we're going to try and address for today. But we are going to talk about legal drafting. And in particular, we're going to talk about figuring out the point of what you're writing and making sure that you're delivering on that. My name is Chris Hargraves. I'm from tipsalloys.com and welcome to the Tipsalloys show. This is one of the main four pillars of excellent legal drafting that I regularly waffle on about. Purpose, audience, brevity and tone, if you're wondering, are the four and we're going to talk about purpose. In particular, if you're going to write something, what is its desired outcome? What's the point of it? Because if you don't know the point of it, if you haven't sort of front-loaded that effort, that intellectual exercise of saying, what do I want this to achieve, then what you're going to end up with is some words on a page that say stuff, but don't necessarily achieve anything. And the best way I can think to illustrate this is to have a look at a practical example. So let's talk about, say, a letter of demand or a cease and desist letter. You know, the first piece of correspondence you are writing, probably not to a lawyer, but to either an individual or a company. It's coming on law form letterhead. Your client has come to you. They've given you some instructions. They said, go get them, tiger. And you're, uh, you're writing the letter. Now, let's say you're the junior lawyer. You haven't necessarily had the conversation with your client and your boss says, put together a draft, please. And you toddle off and start work on the draft. The first thing you're going to need to do is ask yourself, what is the point of this letter? And of course, you're going to ask, who is it for? And you're going to work on those other aspects too. But just let's focus on the purpose element. What is the point of, say, a cease and desist letter since that has come up? Uh, recently in my own life, so it's fresh in my memory, uh, working through this process myself, which is what I do, uh, because I'm sometimes hypocritical, but not on this particular topic. What was the point of the letter? The point of the letter is usually more complicated. There's going to be more than one thing the letter is designed to achieve. First and foremost, the big purpose of the letter is to get the recipient to stop doing the thing you want them to stop or agree to the thing you want them to agree or if it's a letter of demand to pay the money you want them to pay that is the that is the end game right but there are secondary purposes along the way because they are unlikely to get to that point unless your letter in some way persuades them that they must get to that point and so your letter is probably also designed to tell them what will happen if they don't do that so if it doesn't in some way indicate what the alternative to their compliance is, then it's probably not yet going to achieve its purpose. But beyond that, you're going to need to explain why it is that your client is entitled to the thing that they are entitled to. Now, that sometimes is much easier than other times. But if this person takes your piece of correspondence to their own lawyer, who isn't yet in the picture, but is probably somewhere hovering around in the background or in the um, in the next Google search that that person does after receiving your correspondence, then you're also going to need to persuade them that in some way they shouldn't just totally ignore you, which means that you're going to need to have some sort of compelling reason why what you say is right or what your client's 
entitlement to is correct and why therefore the person should do as a matter of law at least what is being asked and what will happen if not and now we start to see by answering the question about the purpose what needs to be contained within the correspondence. So if your correspondence is hinged upon a particular cause of action, say a debt or a breach of contract or an infringement of intellectual property rights or something like that, you need to put in there at the very least the bare minimum amount of information to ensure that that legal obligation becomes clear, don't you? Because otherwise it might not be immediately obvious to the person or their lawyer and you'll just get a letter back going, what are you talking about? Nothing you've said establishes the right your client asserts it has. So you need to at least have something in there. You don't need to write a book, but you're going to have something in order to achieve the purpose of underpinning the demand. Okay? To do that, of course, you need to know what the elements of the cause of action are. This might be easy as anything if it's a simple debt or a breach of contract. It might be more complicated if it's something you've never done before. Maybe you're threatening things like injunctions. Maybe you're threatening uh, to take particular types of action that you're not personally familiar with. But in order to establish your entitlement to even threaten those things so you don't get laughed at, you should have a basic understanding. And it's usually not necessary to go into enormous detail, but a, a basic understanding of what is needed in order to actually achieve that so that you can include the necessary information in the letter. Of course, you need to have the legal conclusions as to what they've done wrong, why they've done it wrong, how your client's entitled to what they are, and then you need to have the usual thing, which is, of course, a deadline by which you require them to do the thing you are calling upon them to do. So what does this achieve? These are our purposes getting achieved along the way and the thought process that needs to go into achieving them. What we have achieved is we have put the necessary but not overly cumbersome amount of information in. I'll come back to that in a minute. And we have put the necessary statement of legal entitlement. We have put the demand that is being placed upon the recipient. And we have put the alternative course. Finally, we have put the deadline by which they must do something so that there is clarity about what needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen, what will happen next? Now, in a world of empty threats... Sometimes those deadlines have a tendency to be more fluid than other times. But either way, there needs to be those elements. In order for this letter to achieve its purpose of driving the recipient to some form of action, ideally one that is compliant with your client's demands, you need to have that core set of information in there. And then you need to think about, and this is really on the brevity topic, is there stuff in there that doesn't need to be in there? Because the more you dilute your purpose-driven content with purposeless content, which I will call fluff, the less impactful your meaningful content is going to be because it simply gets lost in the sea of information. And I've seen this a lot, which is people include information and I ask, well, why why is that statement in there? And they actually don't know. The statement is in there because it just happened to form part of the background of which they are aware. So they tacked it in the letter. But it actually doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't work towards the purpose in any way, shape or form. And so it's not necessary. It can come out. That's the kind of thought process you need to go through. And then possibly the most important thing you need to do if you have gone through this process is to put the draft down, do a lap (laughs) or have lunch or whatever, 
come back and read it. Have your purposes in mind and say, is the content of this letter achieving the purpose that the letter is designed to achieve or the purposes that the letter must achieve in order for me to be doing my job for my client? That is how you consider purpose as part of your legal drafting. It's a very simple example and different types of things have different purposes, of course, and having multiple purposes working together makes life more complicated. But at the very least, think about it. Review it at the end. Say, is this doing what it's supposed to do? Does it have the necessary information? Does it exclude unnecessary information? So it is streamlined, it is purpose-driven, and that will make it higher impact, higher value, and more powerful piece of correspondence or pleading or whatever it is that you're doing. Think about that next time you're coming to draft something, and I will see you next time.